Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Artist formerly known as Kevin Graham, and this is your Wednesday bulletin. Uh, and please note that no swans were hurt in the making of this bulletin. <laughs> Patrick's not here today. Oh, I wonder what I've done. I met Patrick twice at the weekend. Right. <laughs> I, met, I met him at the Martin on Hang on Saturday night, and I met him outside right. Hamden on Sunday. Uh, oh, did you get a ticket so, then, eh? Who? Me? You, did you get a ticket? Yes, me and my daughter both got tickets, yes. Ah, nice. Brilliant. So, yeah, that was our first cup final and first Celtic Rangers game. Yeah. So, she said... It's just it's worth, worth mentioning, Kev, by the way, uh, I know I put this in the chat, but for the, the guy introduced himself to me at the weekend after the game. And the best way to introduce yourself, I think, ever, to tell someone you've been watching a podcast, you just walked up to me and went... Eh, no need to punch a swan today, then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair enough. <laughs> oh, aye, so I think we Patrick must be working in that. That's fine, that's no problem. Uh, Martin O'Neill was Saturday night. Thanks to everybody that came up to me and says I looked far younger in real life than what I did on the, on the podcast. And I say, I think I've got a dodgy camera. I really do. And a special wee mention to Anne who says, if I didn't say hello to her, she's going to batter her husband. So, Anne, hiya. And thanks for <laughs> listening all the time, and it was great to actually meet you. Uh, I think we're actually just going to speak about Sunday the day, and maybe we'll look at, we'll look at Paisley. Uh, but first, I've got a question. And I'm going to go to Paddy first. Who are we, Paddy? Are we the other mob League Cup winners, 
or are we the other mob League Cup champions? I'm asking for a friend here. Aye, aye, we're not the other mob anything. I think, if anything, we've shown that we are the mob. <laughs> That's a bit too close to something else, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, nah, listen, that, that, that was just tremendous on Sunday, just to, just to kind of listen to that garbage all week on the week leading up to the cup final. It was just grinding my gears. Um, and, and we'd never had any Celtic player come out in the media and spout half the garbage that they, they were spouting, um, even the weeks leading up to it as well. Um, it was just good to kind of get out there and show that we are the dominant team in Scotland, the best team in Scotland. And um, I'll be honest, it's going to be hard to see how that's going to change in the next season or two or three seasons, the, the way we're going now. Mm-hmm. Um, cash rich, we can strengthen it well. We've got a manager that plans with the TSA three, three transfer windows ahead. Um, it's actually frightening to see how, how good we can actually become. And I'll tell you something, I, I can't wait to see us in Europe next season with this team. You can just see something building special now that I'm just kind of, with this team that he's built, I, I can't wait to see what happens next season. And we've not even finished this season yet. We'll get, we'll get to that. John, John, the reason that I'm saying are we winners or champions because there's a wee shop in the Fissel Centre in Stirling and it sells framed stuff. And I've just noticed that they're claiming they were Scottish Cup champions last year. So, uh, I'm, <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm wondering, are we League Cup champions or League Cup winners? No, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the terms meant to be this day. Is pronouns? Is this sort of day with pronouns or something <laughs> like that? Like, uh, I'm been in that conversation right now. Uh, the the, the uh, the, the, I think this happened last year when the the, the other mob, the other other mob, um, tried to title themselves uh, as champions or something, didn't they? Um, so you know, you're you're not champions of a cup. You're winners of a cup. Very obviously, you're winners of a cup. You know what I mean? So, uh, and you're the champions of your your country. Um, you know, when you win the league, uh, they're obviously. You know, they they may well have forgotten that, uh, you know, because it's what uh, one in ten or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they they shouldn't be worried about uh, champions or winners. Uh, you know, instead of renaming themselves the Rangers, they should have renamed themselves Runners Up Rangers. Um, you know, uh, to to reflect more accurately what their position is. So no, that's uh, that's a. Uh, an inaccurate claim, I would say, for anyone that follows the game. No, it's an inaccurate claim, but like, it shows you how maybe delusional there was. But I was coming back for Hamden on on Sunday. My dad takes me, and we we'll all get on to the game. My dad takes me and he says, "I smoked all my cigarettes in the last half hour. There, can you go and get me another packet?" <laughs> and I went right. I'll go and go and pick up that pack. So I go to the shop just doing face hoods. And uh, there's two Rangers fans in front of me and in the queue in front of me, like, getting stuff for their work the following day, and that, I'm sure. Eh? And I really did think they were lost, they, they had been watching. Now, we'll, we'll, get, we'll all get on to this, but at the game, I thought it was closer than what it actually was after I've watched it back. But then again, that's just emotion and nerves that that, that, that actually happens, right? So these two guys were standing in front of me and... and the conversation sort of went like this. Uh, there was nothing in that game. Uh, we, as in Celtic, are not that good. 
Bill will get Bill will be able to get us to beat Bill will make us beat them twice and it's game on for the league. They played well, but we're unlock but we're unlucky and there were shocking goals to lose. The only thing I agreed with, but what they actually did say was Morelos is a turd. And uh, I went, that was the only thing that, that that's the only thing that I could actually I, I agree with. And I'm going, were they actually watching the same game as me? No, I had my doubts about the game and when I watched the post-match here and, and all the lads were actually right, ranting and raving about Atati and the Armoy and I'm going, I'll need to watch this back again because I think I was just too much of a baggy emotion. And I saw somebody on Twitter, my pal Stuart, calling me, what was it, a clarity of observation. I mean, I, wasn't, I, definitely, I definitely wasn't on Sunday, Stuart. Um, so it made, me, it made me wonder, I says, what? It made me wonder what game were they actually watching. So I'm going to ask John first, right? When the Celts went up to lift the League Cup, what did it mean to you on Sunday? When we went up to lift that League Cup and we became the League Cup winners, not the League Cup champions, mm-hmm. what did it actually mean to you? Well, I, you know, potentially very important for uh, this year, potentially more important than it should be, uh, more important than it should be uh, for a number of reasons. Um, like I was just saying to Paddy before we came on there, I, w- I was so keen to see them back in their box. I worked myself into, you know, basically a state of high dough when <laughs> we were watching the game. And I had to watch the game, but it wasn't the game I thought it was because I was freaking out at every possession that they had. But the, you know, what it meant to me, well, let, let's start with a sort of uh, the, the basics of the thing. Um, Beal uh, is a gormless, smarmy, charmless chancer. Uh, he's the kind of guy, he's the worst salesman in the office. See what you see, John. See what you see. He believes he's the best, and he keeps telling everyone he's the best. He's naive, and immature, and not that bright. Uh, and basically, uh, I think when all this goes peak tong for him, he's going to start double jobbing as CEO of Bill's International Traders. And Rangers' next ventures into the transfer market might actually be in a market with him trying to say, you know, Morelos, Tavernier and Kent, three for a pound, you know. <laughs> so uh, just to see him back in his box... Uh, is wonderful because, you know, it's that unjustified. He's the only guy I think I've ever seen who's been smug before he's done anything. You know, I mean, uh, just completely delusional, unwarranted and delusional. And it's just nice to see that uh, we smacked down. And it was great to see him gathering the, the players at the end, having their own pitch talk in a, in a formation that you might only describe as a huddle. Uh, so that was good to see. Um, but in terms of importance, I think it's incredibly important, incredibly important um, for that reason. I think it ruins uh, their uh, momentum. It ruins any self-belief, uh, you know, whether, you know, realistic or not that they had. Uh, they have nothing to shoot for now except, you know, to be... Try to be Scottish Cup champions again, you know, uh, Scottish Cup winners, but they've got nothing to shoot for. So we've just took the legs from under them. There's no way they'll catch us in the league. Not in a, just no. It's never going to happen. Try to think of something that doesn't involve a swear word, but no, it's absolutely never going to happen. Uh, so 
you know, they, they've got the Scottish Cup to shoot for, and they know almost certainly uh, that we'll uh, take that off them as well. Yeah, no, we'll come to the ins and outs of the game, I'm sure. But, you know, what it meant to me was uh, I was so happy because it validated everything that we believed to be true, you know. And you weren't imagining how well we were playing. You weren't imagining uh, that we were, you know, clearly the better footballing team. And it's just lovely to have that validation, you know. So a wee bit relieved because obviously you have a bit of anxiety about losing any of these games, but mainly just jubilant, absolutely jubilant uh, and delighted for the players, delighted for the manager, delighted for the fans that were there. Uh, who got to enjoy that atmosphere and obviously very bitter and raging that I couldn't get a ticket. So <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it meant to me. Uh, I'll leave it to Paddy to go next. Paddy, I've, I've got two things to bring I've got two things to bring up there. Uh, obviously, what did it mean to you? But John mentioned there that Stephen Gerrard, the guy who put the cones out for Stephen Gerrard, as Lawrence Connolly keeps on calling him. Um, <laughs> but when, I, when I saw him, taking his team into that huddle, and I'm going to call it a huddle. I'm going, he can't be giving his team a bollocking on a park after a cup final defeat. He can't be sitting there, like, giving them, like, a doing, basically. And he came out after it and admitted that he did. He admitted well, I didn't did did see he admitted that. that he, he right. told them that it wasn't good enough. Right. Aye. Right, okay. I mean, well, whose fault's that? Do you know what I mean? It's hardly the players' fault because, well, right, okay, I'll take that back. It is the players' fault, right? But they go and they carry out his instructions. So whatever his instructions were, they've either totally ignored them um, or they've just done whatever they want because all i seen for that team was long ball, side to side and a hopeful punt. That's that's pretty much... Now, saying that, I only saw that when I watched it back over last night. On the Sunday, I was caught up in the whole emotion yet, and and obviously had a few a few drinks as well. So you you, you kind of see the game through different eyes. But I thought last night before I came on today, I would look at it back, and ah, it's a totally different game, a totally different game for what I remember. Um, and I just felt they offered nothing. I don't even think Joe Hart had a save to make. They hit the post once, but I don't ever recall Hart making a save. Um, we were more direct. We were more dominant. But if he's sitting there and he's giving them a ball looking after that, then he, surely he's got to take some responsibility for that as well. And, and for what I've seen for the post-match um, interviews, I, I don't think he did. Um, I don't think he says he got anything wrong. It was all about we and us. And I never heard that's on me, which is strange. Um, that's usually the go-to, isn't it? That's usually the thing that always comes out after a, after a defeat or a, a poor result. But... Um, the League Cup in turn means everything to me. I said it before, I said it consistently for weeks that every cup means everything. The League Cup's got a special place in our recent history, as, as we've, we've already kind of spoke about. Mm-hmm. It was massive for Van Janssen, it was massive for Ange, um, it was massive for Martin O'Neill as well in his first cup towards his first treble. Um, it just gives you that 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 belief and and. and I don't know, it just galvanises everything you're trying to do for the whole season. And, and, and like you say, it's the first cup in a treble. Um, I think I've rambled a wee bit there, but I, I, no, the, no, cup means, the, the cup means everything to me. But in terms of um, if he was giving them a bollocking, do you know what? That, that's, that, John summed it up. That's a, probably a rookie mistake to make. What he should have done is just let the players wallow it in a wee bit, 
maybe let him take stock and then deal with that in the dressing room. But if he's done that in the park, it's very, all the better. It's very hot. Was it Phil Brown that kept his team on aye, the park that's at right. half-time? Aye, even that was pitchy as well. Yeah, when yeah. they were getting and doing that. I'm sure that these, these guys have got to think on their feet. And the fact also, and we're going to move on to this, and the fact also that they had already booked a motivational speaker to come in and speak to them. Aye. Maybe, maybe it shows you all they need. David Brent style. Yeah, I, think that, I think that says more about Beale than anything else, didn't it? If you, if your manager can if your manager can get you inspired for a cup final against your biggest rivals when you know your league's gone, I mean, what what I, I couldn't understand that. I don't get that. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. But that, that's no, no, uh, no, no, you said that. They've all got the IKEA to get inspirational quotes for the kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's, he's a, you know, that's the thing. And I've just said that there. He's, he's a love child of um, Del Boy and David Brent, isn't he? I mean, that's exactly the way he comes across. He, he comes across as a, just a, a chance on a spiv. And, um, you know, all that talking he did, uh, uh, you know, and we spoke about it last week and stuff. And, you know, I'm just sitting there just. Yeah, I mean, he's talking about us when the other uh, manager's sitting next to him. Yeah, you know the, the sheer affrontery of that, the brass neck on him. You know, t- talking about our team and you, the manager of that team sitting next to him. You know, so he needed uh, put back in his box, as I say, and it was a joyous thing to behold um, because having watched it back, uh, I don't think they really laid a glove on us at the time. I didn't see it that way at the time. I was so hyper that, you know, every threat or every possession they got, you know, had me, oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, but watching it back, it wasn't, you know, it just it was nowhere near as close as I thought it was. And it was maybe, you know, 20 minutes in the second half. We didn't play particularly well. Uh, but other, other than that, yeah, no, nah, it wasn't anywhere near as close as it seemed uh, on first viewing. Well, what, what I actually thought when the final whistle went, it was great. It meant to me it's my first cup final with my daughter and it was great that we won it and we uh, beaten beaten uh, Rangers in, in the cup final. It was absolutely magic. And that was the first thing I thought about. <laughs> I didn't think about what it meant yeah. for the season. I didn't think about <laughs> what it meant for anything else. I just thought at that point, I went, this is a really, really good moment that I've spent with my, yeah. my daughter. And, and that's all it went through. That's all it really went through my head. Um, at that point, and even then, after that, even watching all the celebrations, and that, the celebrations were brilliant. I thought the, I thought the team really showed that they could let loose 
at certain points and, and, and they could they could have a wee party. Eh? But like you, I walked out the stadium. Eh, I bumped into JP on the way out the stadium, actually, and he was going to the Brazen Head and I was going back to my supporters' bus and we all having a blather. And I, and I says to him, I went, see, the more I think about this now, I don't think they actually like... Like, I, I don't think they, in the last eight, ten minutes, they actually done anything against us. Yeah. I said, I need to go watch it back. I says, but now having a think about it, I think we completely dominated that period of the game. And when I watched it back, it was true. We played the last ten minutes in their half of the field. We were up there. Yeah. Like, I they were, they were going long, but we were running, we were running, we were running the ball back and like, and, and uh, just going on the attack up there. Eh? Aye, so... It wasn't as close as what I actually thought uh, at the game. But then again, I think that was just complete and utter nerves uh, yeah. of, of, yeah. of, a, of a cup final occasion. And I must admit, I had to go back and watch it because the guys were praising Moy and Atati for a superb first half. And I'm going, I thought they were rotten in the first half. I thought they kept on losing <laughs> the ball in the first half. And when I watched it again, I was like... Yeah. Oh, I, they were absolutely brilliant. Why can I only remember the things that they've done wrong? <laughs> I can absolutely remember. I, I want to talk about the goals, uh, right? And uh, not, I've got another question to ask you before we, before we talk about the goals because I don't think the goals were like I've been spoke about enough. And it was these two Rangers fans in front of me that got me thinking about the goals when they say the goals were strong. But what's the biggest gap? You ready? The gap in the Rangers midfield or the gap between Fashion Sakala's front two teeth? <laughs> what was the bigger gap in Sunday? Oh, and it doesn't matter Aaron Moy would find space in any of them. Yeah. Well, is it is it not the is it not the the gap between uh, behind uh, Hall of Fame inductee and captain Tavernier? Is that not is that not where the gap is? No, uh, is you know, I, 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 John Tavernier Penn. Uh, yeah, no, and, uh, you know, and just honestly, uh, just to skip ahead a wee bit, the, the the boy given another apology for another abject performance. Uh, if they gave out awards for apologies, that that boy would have more bling than a vajazzle. Do you know what I mean? He's <laughs> absolutely just does nothing but apologise for them being completely grim. Um, uh, you know, and uh, how many times is that now? I don't know. Don't we have a translator that's won more medals than him? Yeah. You know, uh, 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 so, uh, you know, anyway, that's just another, that's nonsense hyping up of people. But, you know, both of those goals, uh, unless I'm mistaken, well, no, the second one came down the left. The, the first one uh, went behind them, didn't it? Uh, but no, they uh, both, came both, both came down my side. I just try to do the mirror image in my head. Um, but and again, that first goal when you're talking about it at the time, and again, this is where you're not um, really seeing the game as it's laid out. Um, so at the time, I thought you know we took sort of good chances from uh, not really periods of the game we weren't really dominating. But watching that back, that first goal in particular, we ran them ragged for about three minutes. You know, we had them all over the place. That's why they were out of position. Uh, so we had that ball. 
we ran them ragged, nearly scored. They come back out again. We got it again, ran them ragged again. Then we did down the channel uh, and the ball in. And thank you to Dyson for having a mighty scarf at it and missing um, the, the greatest dummy never seen. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 what really got me, John, was you would have got it when you watched it back as well, Paddy, last night. We scored when we were having optimum pressure. It wasn't just an attack we had. It was two or three minutes of constant attacking. All started with Carl Starfield winning the ball high up the pitch. Yeah. And we had the ball for about 40, 50 settings before each of those goals. Just before the first goal, Kyogo had had the header, he had had the shot. We were ramping up the pressure at that point. And the goal came because of that, because we were pinning them back in their seat, their, their half. And it was the same with the second goal, Paddy as, Paddy as well. We had we had a couple of minutes of pressure before we actually scored that goal. And, oh. it was, and it's making the big moments count. And we made the two big moments count when we were actually on top in that game. Uh, well, the yeah, sorry, Kev, can was... I just say before you go there, Paddy, Kev, your your headphones or something are bouncing about, no, and they're, they're, not connect, they're not connected properly. It's making a constant rattling noise. No. Sorry, sorry, Paddy. No, no, when you go, no, no. Uh, no, all, all I was going to say was the second goal was just um, came for for Dyson Maeda and he, and his pressure on Tavernier. Um, when you look at the that tracking that that Maeda did during that game and, and how he kept. To, to, to Vernier quiet. It was a pressure leading up to that in the second goal where he, he obviously Tavernier won the ball off Maida, Maida chased him back, made him panic, a loose ball and away we go. We go and get the second goal. Um, I can't remember who it was that intercepted. Was it, was it Starfield that intercepted? And then put it to Moy? I can't remember. Um, and then, then we got the second goal. So I, a lot of our joy came down that the Hall of Famer side, and um, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand the, the hype and um, around that guy. Um, take away his penalties. He's a very, very poor defender, and he's been shown up against us. I mean, how many times now has he made mistakes? I, I think I, I, I'd written about it the other day, where every there's been key moments in every Glasgow derby where he's been at fault for a goal that we've scored, um, but yet they still seem to be lauding him for this. That have been one of the, the Rangers' greats or, or, the, or the new club's greats. It, it, it baffles me. Um, but no, I just thought overall the team were excellent. There was a, a couple of standouts. I've, I've got to say, um, for all the the, the, the criticism and, and harsh criticism that Starfield gets, I thought, bam, he had two, two minor mistakes um, during that game. He was outstanding. Um, he was immense during that game. Um, uh t- Johnston on the right hand side, he's that boy, I don't know, he's like my daddy, I don't know where he gets his energy for. Um he he just kept going as well. Um but ugh, there's so many players that you could you could pick up on. Um McGregor was 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 brilliant as well. I I just thought overall it was a, a, an incredible team performance and, and it and, and we never even got a second gear. And, and I, I mean that, I actually genuinely mean that. I don't think we got a second gear. I think if we really had to, if we were pushed we could have stepped up another gear or two and, and really, really turned the screw. Um, so brilliant, brilliant to watch. Never near as close as what I thought on the day when I was I had a few whiskeys. Um, and when I watched the game last night, I, I thought we were just absolutely dominant. For that, apart from that 15 minute period when they were kind of pressing, but even with that, they never done much with it. I love it. I have to say, the, the, sorry, the Johnson, 
Um, you know, Johnson is he's brilliant. He's so competitive. Oh. You could see you could see him having his granny in a chokehold over a game of Monopoly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, he, he's got more dig than a gold miner. You know, mm. he, he's he's fantastic. Uh, and that uh, that clip that's doing the rounds now of him just monstering Barisic uh, is absolutely fantastic. Really enjoyed watching that. You know. Barisic must be fed up seeing us, eh? I've got to the point where I feel sorry for him now. He just gets it for anybody, <laughs> doesn't he? Like, McGregor taught my lesson last season. I've had to teach him yeah. a lesson every time he plays against him. Now Johnson's having a shot because he only want to do two minutes. <laughs> so I, I'm actually starting to feel sorry for him, but um, aye, it is what it is. <laughs> Johnson had me written on one of these questions. Who is Josip Juranovic? I think the have all moved on that quickly now. And like, Josip Juranovic is going to wonder if they're missing him and he's checking. Like, he's like checking his ex's Facebook profile. And you're saying, oh no, she's moved on. They've moved on too quick for my life. And there's another thing you were mentioning, Pat. Maeda, because when you're watching the game initially, you're seeing uh, you know, the mistakes because he was losing possession yeah. in high, but he was losing possession in really dangerous areas, uh, attacking. So, uh, But what you don't really appreciate during the game is, is you know, is how many defensive actions he has Aye, until you watch it back. I mean, yeah. Maeda is what happens when you give meth to a Yorkshire Terrier. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just that constant, unnatural energy. Just like, just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Incredible to watch. And uh, when you look back, I, I mean, the number of times I heard, because you can hear the commentary when you watch it back, the number of times it's Maeda, Maeda in defence, you know, Maeda clearing the ball, Maeda winning that challenge. Now, you know, did he have a great game going forward? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, he was poor. Um, he? He was poor uh, yeah. So, but again, it's difficult to fault that contribution because it lifts the pressure. You know, it's constantly relieving the pressure on the back four. Um, you know, and uh, it's just wonderful to see the energy he has and the commitment he has. You know, it's very easy to get down. You know, we, we've seen plenty of players in, in years gone by. If they were having a good game going forward, we just throw their arms up. Or they're having a bad game going forward, sorry, they just throw their arms up and take it off. You know what I mean? And they've just stand up there waiting for something to create something for them. You know, so uh, it's at the very least, um, it's refreshing to see that a guy who must know obviously he's not playing well going forward is, is getting torn in going back to try to do his best to help the team and he's just not leaving it there, you know. So uh, it's great to see. Even before he was subbed. I think it was something like the 76 minute. He was trying back halfway into our half yeah. through midfield to win the ball back. I mean, yeah. I don't know where he gets his energy from. That's it. He's been doing that from kickoff, you know, and it was just immense, absolutely immense. Strange thing was Paddy as well. See, when they took him off, mm-hmm. the first thing I thought about was defensive duties. Um, yeah, like, I, he's keeping Tavernier quiet. I says it's news up to Haskabanovic to actually keep, yeah. keep him quiet. Has he got. Has he got that in on me? But what Haxabanovich yeah. did was he kept possession, didn't he? In, 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 in their half in the last mm-hmm. 10 minutes or so. And I thought he was brilliant for his 10 minute cameo as well. He, uh, he I, I, don't, I don't want to hear anything good, anything good about Haxabanovich or O'Reilly, who disgraced themselves by <laughs> ruining by ruining my uh, correct score prediction of 3 1. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Absolutely should be embarrassed to pull on a jersey after that. They too, too <laughs> you know, completely ruined it for me. Hacks Albanovic says he'll score the next thing. That's... I've, I've no doubt. I have yeah. no doubt he will. 
What I liked about the first goal, and it's no usual that I agree with Ali McCoyst, but uh, AJSC Technology comes in and says, Maeda's scalp wasn't great, but, but he's still there to be affected, to affect the play. He contributes immensely, even when not at his best. It was his run that makes a goal. It's a great through ball by Hatati, a great ball by, uh, a great run by Taylor, a great ball by Moy. But the fact is, Maeda's bailed into that front post, mm-hmm. and that's what's caused the complete right, and utter the- confusion. That, that is what's <clears throat> called the, yeah. caused the confusion. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What I, I think we need to speak about the wee man who actually scored the goals. Eh? Uh, and my next question is, and I'll go to Paddy first, and you can answer this anywhere you want, because I never sent you the script this week. So I just said that we we're going to talk about the cup final. Uh, <laughs> Who is Kyogo Furuhashi, Paddy? Who is he? Oh, he's, he's, um, I mean, who is he? The guy's just a gem, isn't he? An absolute gem. Gem, a football player. He's always got a smile on his face. He, he, he never seems to complain when he's hooked. He's, he's I, mean, I, I don't even know how to answer that question because everything I'm going to say is just going to be positive. I just love him. I, I love the way he plays the game. I love the way he's deadly in front of goal. I love the way he's, he's proved everybody wrong um, since he's came to the club. Uh, if we all remember the amount of derogatory comments that was coming for for this wee Japanese boy coming for the J League, how's he going to be able to stand up to six fit four defenders and and make it in our game? My God, he's proved he's proved every single one of these people wrong, isn't he? Um, I he, he's got the potential to be one of the best players we've seen in a long time. Put it that way. Um, he's got a, a long way to go. And if I'm, I'm not putting him anywhere near the brackets, I'm because that's just daft. Um, but I mean, in terms of <laughs> somebody said it, all right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. If Larson, Larson would have scored that header. Well, I there you go. I know, but um, but it, it, that's the thing though. He's he's good in there. He can score with his head. He can score with his. With his thighs, he can score with his stomach. The only thing he's not scored yet with his backside, if I remember right. He's scored with both feet. The guy's just tremendous. There, there isn't enough words that I can that, that would do him justice. Yeah, I just love yeah. him. John, what I actually thought was, on Monday, uh, I was asked to do a wee spot for the, the Liverpool podcast, Anfield Rap, and their show, The Coach Home. And they wanted to speak about the two cup finals on, on Sunday. Similarly, there was one, Eddie Howe. That's a parallel universe, that, eh? I wonder <laughs> if there's a universe where Ange Postacoglu is the manager of Newcastle and Eddie Howe is the manager of Celtic. Oh, I'm sure it'll link, the link will happen soon. It's a real sliding doors moment, that one, isn't it? I, I, I wonder if there is. See, I've got into the Marvel films because my nephew's eight or nine, and they keep on going about this multiverse, and I'm completely <laughs> into that. I'm completely into the fact there's a multiverse, and there's somewhere that there is somewhere that we won the UEFA Cup and we've won a Champions League. I'm just not there to see it. But <laughs> once, 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 once I find Doctor Strange and I can 
go through these multiverses. I'll all be there, definitely. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I, I, can I just I agree with uh, agree with Parry there? I, I, I just looked back and uh, my notes, and uh, I, this is a joke from last year. Not a good joke, but still, I described Kyogo. Who are you, Peter as, K? You <laughs> jokes. I described Kyogo last year at the cup final um, as being so fast. He turned up at Hamden on Friday. Uh, <laughs> so, and that, the same thing still applies. Uh, and there are there just aren't enough superlatives. And the reason is not just because of his play, because it's very much like Maeda. It's about his personality. You know, he brings so much more to the team than being a deadly finisher. But what a, a boost it must be to the other players to have a guy who is as good as that and as, as such a good team player, so uh, so excitable, so positive, uh, so pleasant. Uh, he's such a decent guy, you know, and who loves it, obviously, is loving the attention, loving the club, loving the game. Uh, and it's just, it's so infectious, you know, and you really can't help but absolutely love the guy, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it really helps that he's a fantastic finisher. And those two goals, you know, if you think about it, they couldn't be any further away from the two he scored last year. You know, I mean, the the sort of long-range efforts, chips over the top, all the rest of it, and these two, you know, from right in the middle of the goal. uh, And it just shows how talented he is. Um, And I I just, I'm really, really interested to see what happens because, you know, we were complaining at the start of the year he wasn't taking his chances. Now he's taking his chances. He's not taking all of them, uh, you know, but like any striker, and you could say this about all the players, you know, we played more than well enough to beat them and it was more comfortable than I thought, but it was a long way from a flawless performance. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we were still giving the oh, ball away. This... People people still had mistakes all over the place. Uh, we, we didn't take chances. So it was a long way from a flawless performance. So I'm absolutely over the moon, delighted, that, as you would be jubilant that we won. But it's very, very important that we just don't get ahead of ourselves here in terms of what this means in terms, you know, no, as, this, as regards this... progress. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come to that, but who is Kyogo? The guy for Anfield rap went like that to me. He's getting noticed down here because he's scoring big goals. Anytime yeah. Celtic are in a big game, Kyogo scores. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I didn't really like that. I didn't really no. like him getting noticed. With, the, with folk who didn't watch Scottish football and just yeah. like have got a pass and interest, well, that wee Kyogo scored again. And his names get his, his names getting his names getting noticed down south. I didn't really do we, like. Do we, do we need to do what we said about Hatati last week and start just calling him by his number? Just don't mention his name. <laughs> just didn't mention uh, his name. So I then watched the game back again, as I've said about fifteen times already in the first thirty-five minutes. There's six hundred and ninety. He's on. Please hit likes. I can't see how many likes we've got, but. Please make sure we get over a couple hundred like, uh, likes. Um, when you watch the second goal, and somebody's brought bring a comment about this, and it's about Barisic again. Happy birthday, Martin O'Neill. That is Martin O'Neill's birthday. Uh, I, I haven't have no hang with it. When you watch the second goal, and this is the first time I've never ever noticed that in the 18 months Kyogo's been here. As the ball is coming across the face of the goal, Kyogo has his hand round Barisic's back with a fistful of his jersey. So there's no way that Barisic's getting in front of him. 
Yeah. Even though he probably would there, I got in front of me anyway. But I went like, oh, you're sneaky me, get. <laughs> and yeah. then, then, then I started, uh, that's, and I started thinking like that. I'm like, I wonder how many times I've no noticed that he's done things like that to get in front of defenders just to make sure he's got a wee hoarded jersey, a wee hoarded of shorts, and stuff like that. Eh? He's devious, Paddy. Eh? For a guy probably, so wee, he's devious. I, but it's probably because what we see is that. As the guy who, when he commits a foul or when he when he does something that he shouldn't have done, he's the first one to apologise, isn't he? He's always the first one to kind of. He looks like a more a, the king of fair play rather than being sneaky. Um, so I'm glad. He, I, do you know what? I'm I'm glad he's got that side to his game because he probably needs it. He, he needs it Aye. to to kind of. It's, it's not sneaky though, is it? I mean, those are the tricks of the trade. Well, aye, that's I mean, aye. You, yep. you don't you, you don't get to be a striker at an elite level uh, without knowing. How to uh, you know bounce off the of guys? How to make sure they don't get in front of you? How to uh, work the angles? How to get behind them? How to get in front of them? You know, you don't. That just doesn't happen by accident. You know. So I mean, as we saw for their goal, massive big shove on Moy pushed him about five feet. Very very obviously for their goal. Because uh, I heard uh, someone said to me after the game, oh, Moy get caught under the ball. He didn't get caught under the ball at all. He got shoved about five feet by Morelos or whoever it was that was standing behind him. Uh, and he completely lost his place. So, tricks of the trade. And, you know, quite rightly so, everyone's got them. Uh, uh, you know, there's all sort of the same sort of thing you see corners standing in feet, standing and pulling jerseys. But as you say, it's not just nice to see it, you have to have it. Aye. You have to have it. You've got to get an edge on other elite athletes. You know, you've think, got to get an edge on is, other great players. I think what I mean is it, it's good to see that side of the game because it was just maybe last season he's, he's been accused of being a diver, he's been accused of being a cheat and all that kind of stuff. So maybe, I, maybe I've ordered that that wrong. Uh, what I didn't want to come across is that he's, he's got that, I suppose, devious side. But uh, you're right, John, that is something you need. Um, yeah. Because the amount, of, the amount of grief you took last season for absolutely nothing was was oh. unbelievable. So um, I know... It, I like that. I, I like that kind of side to his game because every, every good striker's got it, and it's probably now that we're just. I mean, I did see that as well. I seen the replay last night, and I watched it again. Kevin, and I and I was like, I and, and I thought, man, look at that. Then I go to VAR because that could have been a wee contentious decision, you know. But um, but I didn't see the push on on Moy at their goal. Um, yeah. I didn't see that. I need to look at that again. I, I must admit, though, Paddy, even though you had a hoodie his jersey, Barisic had a hoodie his jersey ah, as well. It's, it's, but it was yeah. just, it's, it's, well, real history of VAR, Kev, you know where that's going ah, to go, yeah, didn't you? So I suppose that's that's a point I'm trying to make as well. But no, nah, I, I love that because it just, and he's got 24 goals this season already um, with 13 games left, or well, potentially 13 games, depending on how we go in the cup, um, none of them penalties. Uh, the guys, the guys, um, he's going to, he's going to easily hit thirty goals plus this season, isn't he? Yeah, I thought as well. And, and you mentioned we mentioned Haksabanovic earlier on. The first two contributions of Iwata and O were to club to Rangers players, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Iwata, he lost the ball first, right enough. He, he actually yeah. passed the ball at the part. The next he thing he brought somebody, yeah. somebody down. And O as well gave a... a was it Ben Davis? Uh, a good clatter. A, a, a good clatter as well. Yeah. A Barry Robson clatter, I would call that. <laughs> he actually, he actually I gave him. I, I thought they just... Sure. I just thought he they kept the pace when they came on. 
I think a lot of just kept it tidy and all oh, just kept their back line like uh, under see. a wee bit of pressure. Uh, eh? Yeah. Well, I, I, I have to say at the time and even in retrospect, I thought that was a real gamble bringing on all as early as he did. Uh, I really did because you know if they'd sneaked another goal and we're going to extra time and all the rest of it, you know, to me at this point he hasn't looked like you know he's the man to get you. You know, he, he would rely on to get you a goal. Uh, he has proven to be, you know, he's a good, he's a big, strong laddie uh, and gets himself about. Uh, I had to deal with someone this morning. It was one of the other blogs, E Tim's or something like that. Someone tagged me in it saying they just compared O to my father. And I was like, no, I don't think so. You know, because it's like mobile and athletic. He's, you know, he's, someone said he's the most mobile and, uh, and athletic guy you've had there with, you know, great feet and all the rest. And I was like, but that's not even an accurate description of him. What do you mean by mobile? You know, is he more mobile than Jack and Marcus? Or, you know, what do you mean I by mobile? You know, what, what does that mean? Is he faster? You know, does he get around more? Is he, is he putting himself in better positions? What, what does mobile mean? You know what I mean? And it's great feet. When did we see that? Now, I'm not trying to give the guy a hard time. You know, I, I can see, you can see what Ange likes about him. But I wouldn't, uh, you know, I thought that was a big decision to take uh, Kyogo off, who was playing so well, uh, and bring O on at the point where the game was potentially still in the balance. Um, because I, I you Do you know, not think that's because John Ange could, could see the game how we couldn't see it during the time? Because obviously... Looking, looking back at the game last night, there was never really much a threat, was there really, when you look at it? Yeah. It was all kind of... And, and maybe that's maybe that's where Ange thought he, he could do a different option because we, th- we did start to go a bit more direct, I think, uh-huh. in the last 10 minutes or so. Maybe that was a plan because I, yeah. obviously we were under a bit of pressure around about the 70-odd minute or the, or the 65th minute. And I think maybe the plan was obviously to give that different option out. It was, I mean, that, that's why I was brought on. I can see why I can see why he did it, um, you know. But for me, you know, in a cup final, the, the boy's not done enough yet for me to be yeah. relying on him, you know. Because all that happens if they get another set piece and we, you know, and they get sneaky at another set piece, and as I say, you know, that was definitely that that goal should have gone to VAR. That should not have stood, you know. Moy, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't just a wee push. It was Aye. a full push in the back, sent him about four feet the wrong direction. That's why he lost his man. Um, so that goal should never have happened. But let's say it happens again, and it's a set piece, and then we're in the extra time and all the rest of it. He's not done enough for me, oh, despite his potential, to be relied upon as the guy that's going to get you the goal. Uh, now, that said, based on based on the way Haksabanovic and O'Reilly missed a couple at the end, you know, we could have got you know plenty of goals from midfield if the boys had taken their chances, but... You know, to me, I, I, as I say, I just thought it was a risk. That's just my opinion on it, though. I, I, it was the only probably option that we had. And that circumstances that we found ourselves in, I didn't really think it was a risk. Um, I, I wasn't thinking like you in that way, John. Eh? I, I still thought that we had enough guys on the pitch to score goals if the, if the unthinkable did actually happen. <clears throat> I think we need to ask where are Celtic now? And yes, when we look back on it, we weren't really troubled. But that's not to say that we didn't need to work for that victory. And we needed to work in that second half when the game, as Keith Jackson's politely called it, became a sausage fest and the ball was black and blue. We we, we, we had to we had to basically stand up 
be counted and actually do something that people say is Ange Poster Coglu win the day. The game managed that game out. After about 74 minutes out, we took every niggly free kick. We actually slowed the game right down. We took the sting out of the game. We showed that we can actually be streetwise when we wanted to be, which was something which was thrown at a poster Coglu's side. You need to change. You need to do this. I saw that in the last 15 minutes in that in that cup final. But I think that team will come off that part knowing, aye, we're the better side. But by by God, we have to work for that victory, Paddy. Aye, uh, but that that's... That, that was something I, I'd noticed the other day as well. That's a different side to a game that we suppose we never really had last season was the ability to kind of dig in. Because we were we've obviously been labelled as this football inside and we've not got that, I suppose, that midfield enforcer that people keep talking about, the defensive midfielder. But we can do the ugly side now as well. And and that's and how, how much does that stand is in good stead for, for moving forward? Um, we were probably accusing the Champions League being a bit powder puff in midfield, not having somebody that can put a foot in the ball. And, and I suppose that will become, we'll see how that goes next season. But I love the fact that we've got that in a locker now. I love the fact that we can now dig in and we can we can show that we can manage a game out. We don't have to be this pretty football inside um, for 90 minutes to win a game. We can actually do the dirty side that, that that's a mark of a, a good team. Um so it'll be interesting to see how that builds on next season, how that will build as that will build on into Europe next season as well. But um, no, it's a it, it was certainly a statement of intent that last fifteen minutes um, when I've made day changes to show that um, we we have got different options now because he's always labelled as being he will never change his style, will never change his formation, will certainly change his style on Sunday, and it's always through at the end. Well, funny that you should say that because during, during last week's pod, I said I'll be very, very interested to see <clears throat> if we have a lead, what are the substitutions? Mm. You know, is he just going to keep going for it? Uh, or is he, is he going to bring on a water uh, and manage the game out? And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. And I was uh, So I was delighted to see that. Now, Awata's first touch wasn't great, but the one thing that did become clear uh, you know, and I think we need to see more of him, obviously. But given his pedigree, uh, he he looks a good player going forward as well. You know, he didn't just look as if he was there to you know kick lumps out of people. He looks a good player going forward. So I think that gives us a huge amount of utility uh, for next year um, uh, because you know, let's say you, you know you have to sacrifice one of the more creative players, um, uh, you know, because we have to recognise we're, we're in a different environment. Well, you could, you could have the argument there, John. You could have the argument there that a steady Turnbull coming on, that's how he brought on Iwata. Yeah. He, he well, knew himself that the game was not a game for David Turnbull at that point. Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, I, I mean, I would like to see us, you know, I've said this before, I, I would definitely like to see us change formation for Europe next year. In terms of, and So you're not talking a massive change. But, you know, 4-2-3-1, you know, so it just have that double pivot. It just have McGregor and Awata to give you that solid base in midfield, the solid base in front of the back four. It's not a huge change, but it could make a massive difference to us defensively. And it looks like, I mean, McGregor and Awata together at this level look as if they could be a phenomenal midfield pairing. You know, because 
you can't McGregor's no no sort of deep lying midfielder anyway in terms of he's just kicking lumps out of people. He's an incredibly creative player. You know, and set up the second goal. That's the kind of thing he does. Short burst run, beautiful ball through, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Takes out four players. Uh, just great to see. But th- those two guys who can be both defensive and creative, who both have dig and skill, you know, that is, uh, that is exactly what you want. And that's, you know, like uh, Anthony Johnson, for instance. I, I just have to say, I, f- I feel so bad for Ralston. You know, just I really feel bad for Anthony Ralston. I'm such a big fan of his. And through no fault of his own, he's out of it again. You know, I, I think we really need to give him some game time, to be fair. You know, it's not fair. But Ange doesn't like to change his back four. But anyway, different issue. But as of next year, uh, you know, I, I think that we have options now and I'd like to see the manager taking them. You know, I'd like to see us set up as a slightly more solid unit, um, you know, when we're in amongst uh, the big guys next year. Because um, you're, you're looking at, where do we lose it? Where do we lose games? Where is our biggest weakness? And it's always in transition. So we lose the ball high up the park when we're attacking, um, and uh, that those transitions kill us. So we just, you know, if if we lose the ball there, we really we really need more cover at the back at the highest level when guys will take their chances. When you know, uh, when uh, you know Sakala isn't Sakala when he's a Real Madrid winger, you know, uh, so. Yeah, it's, it's something I'm really looking forward to. It, but the problem with these games is always, isn't it? You know, they're the best opposition we can face domestically, but we'll, we'll face much, much better than that next year. So, I mean, how do you really grade yourself? It's so difficult to know exactly where you stand, and that's why we were going on about that um, possible tournament in Japan at the end of the year, why I thought that would be so important to get ourselves in there amongst those big names uh, and really see what we're about uh, before we hit the, the, the qualifier, not the qualifiers, before I, we hit the tournament. I heard over the last couple of days, somebody says you only get better playing against better players. Yeah. And I, I'm sure the Celtic players would have learned because no matter what we think as a fan about that, about that other mob, about Rangers, they are the best team that we're going to face the best and they have got guys which are decent football players. They are. Kent flatters to deceive, but he can cause you baller. He, he, he can actually move with the ball. And he is. But Paul Diet comes in and that's the most we've ever went long when we've been pressed high. Good to see they're thinking on their feet. I thought that as well. I thought I actually thought Rangers had the fitness to press us high. They got the goal, they got the momentum, the game became like so ragged and, and, and stuff like that. But then what I actually thought was there'll be guys looking at it, there'll be managers watching that game going, I know how Celtic play. And next thing you know, Paddy, we're gone long. And they're like, oh, yeah. didn't expect them to do that. Aye. Oh, they're letting them, they're defending stuff in the box where we're actually quite comfortable doing the dirty side of the game. Whereas yeah. even against St. Murn, and we're going back to Paisley on Sunday against St. Murn, I didn't think St. Murn was, I didn't think St. Murn played well against us. I just thought we were utterly rotten that day. And Curtis Main then became the love child of Ronaldo, <laughs> Alan McAnally and Messi all rolled into one. Um, but I think where we are, me as a fan, where I think Celtic are, 
I think Celtic will not let this go because they, they do know, aye, we are we are a better side than Rangers, but by the way, we had to work for that victory and we're not going to let up now. And other teams will be thinking, going, even if you play a high press against them, you're having some joy, they'll just go on. So I, I, I thought the interesting I, thing about that, Kevin, always seen the post-match interview um, yes. when, he, when he was asked about that. Ange Postecoglou, he said that that was not his, that wasn't his decision. That was the players in the park. He lets them make the decision on the park, and I thought that was really interesting um, because it just shows you how much faith and how much trust he's got in his players to do the right thing, even if it goes against his philosophy or, or his style of football. He knew that he knew that the. It was a European Sorry, game last year, Paddy, when Joe Hart ran to the touchline. Or was it a domestic game when Joe Hart ran to the touchline and says to Posta Cogu, can I go long? Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. I saw that as well, Paddy, and I thought exactly the same as you. I yeah. thought that that's really interesting because that's aye. not the impression you get. Because if you remember him, it, it comes across as if it's, it's more prescriptive than that. So, if you are, uh, because if you go back to what game was it when he was screaming, aye, at the stop, players, stop passing it back, aye, stop aye, passing it back. So, you know, that's not the same thing, though. Know? I mean, that, that's obviously just in a game we were dominating. He thinks we're not, you know, the, 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 the certain the style of play it wasn't right at that point. But I thought it was fascinating that what he's effectively saying there. It's the same they say in the rugby. You've got to play heads up. You've got to play the game that's in front of you, not the game that you imagined in the changing room. Yeah. You know, before you come out. Is it? They always say about the box, and everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. You know. So it's basically. I thought. I thought that was really, really interesting. Uh, really illustrative uh, of what he's actually saying uh, to the players. You know, you're in charge on the pitch. Here's the style. Here's the formation, but play the game that's in front of you. Yeah. You know, don't, don't don't be trying to do stupid things if they're not on. Uh, play a different style if they're not on. If there's a long ball, it's a long ball. You know, so I, I was fascinated by that. Now, I don't think he'd, he'd tolerate, you know, playing the way that Rangers do, just coming out and punting the ball up the park. But yeah. what he's saying is within that framework, within the framework that he's laid down, this is what we do, this is our style. You know, you still have to play the game that's in front of you. You know, you still have to play the opposition uh, and the style that's in front of you and the challenges. You have to recognise the challenges that they represent and, you know, deal with that as a team. And, you know, he's relying on those. He's, he's basically given responsibility to those players, which is what the players want. The players want responsibility. They want to be treated as adults, as, as elite professional sportsmen. You know? I found it really interesting when Axon had the conversation with Paul Lambert and they were talking about Lim Janssen. And basically, Lambert says, "Well, Janssen says you're the player. You know, yeah. they, you, if you didn't make a change, if there's something going wrong when you're on the field, then it's you that fault, no me. If you see something going wrong and you didn't change it, then it's, and I, I, found, I found that I, I didn't know that Postacoglu had says that post match yeah. that about us gone wrong. I, I didn't actually know that, and maybe that shows, probably does show." that he trusts the squad of players that he's got now, maybe then more than what he did at the start of last season to actually make the correct decisions in games. Paul Andrew Martin comes in, Paddy tells it was AZ Altmar that Hart went across and, nah. and, and says, could he start lobbing the ball up the park? Eh? You've got to trust your squad, eh? 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's his squad now, isn't it? When you look back at what we had last season, um, I actually looked back this morning, um, the 1-1 one, one draw against Dundee, where people were calling St. Andrew about by Christmas. If you look at his, it's his bench, I looked at not so much the first team. In the bench, I, you see people like um, Montgomery, Sorrow, um, oh, there was about five players. You're thinking, wow, I can't believe that was your bench. And when you look at the bench we've got now, this is Angie's team. He knows what he's got now. Whereas back then, for, I've, it's great he worked in the the, 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 the training field and, and gave his instructions. I would say back then, that was in September or 26th September, he still didn't know who, who these players were. He still didn't know the, the, the men that they were either. He was only in the door three months. Whereas now, he's done his research with these players that he's got. They're all his signings. Only one player started um, for, for us in the, 20, in the 2019 Cup final, it's Callum McGregor. So this is his squad. He knows them, he trusts them. And that, and that was a massive a massive show of faith in his team um, that I think is going to bode well for us going into next season. Tell me this, lads. The bench, uh, talking about the bench, uh, just because uh, the, the first thing I noticed was that Bernabe wasn't on it. Um, you know, and we didn't have cover for left-back, really, unless you were dropping Hatate mm-hmm. back to left-back. So... Who was the bench bad news for? Uh, so you're looking at Burnaby, Forrest. Is there anyone else that was left out that was really in with a shout? Mm, no, off the top of my head, I can't. I think that's, unless Burnaby is injured, I think that's very bad news for him, uh, the way that bench uh, panned out. Because I didn't see, you know, despite the fact we didn't have cover at left back, I was thinking, you know, could uh, Kobayashi cover it? Um, you know, uh, is that who, who else do we have that could slot in there? I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. Oh God, you know, we really need to be on the bench, and that other guy needs to be dropped. So I think unless he's injured, that's pretty bad news for him because that to me was as close as we've been in a good while to our strongest start and living in our strongest bench. You know, I've, there weren't any significant injuries. Was he on the bench at Ibrox? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he was. Yeah, well, that yeah. was bad news. You bring on Juranovic. Who was half no, it was, and that, that, that was what we said back. that at the time. We said yeah. that at the time, and I then mean, it turned out there was a there was supposedly a sickness running through the squad, right. and maybe he'd been affected. But we said that at the time because Juranovic would only have a bit of a mare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's no hint any injuries in the squad either. I don't think there was any no. injuries in the squad that was that was. Um, communicated before the cup final, so to spend three hundred million pounds. We'll just need to edit that uh, last file. <laughs> ah, right, edit okay. That last minute and a half out. So congratulations to Bernard. The club, son. Keep well going. Done, mate. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Jeez. <laughs> no, no P45s there, right? Okay. No, no, just, no. Uh, Best three and a half million pounds we've ever spent. Right. That's us put back in your box, eh? Aye, that's us. Been <laughs> oh, eh? I know. I've got one last question to ask. Um, why are we becoming obsessed with the number of trophies that we've won? It's something that's never factored into my life. Support Celtic. Really? I still struggle. I still struggle to actually like tell you how many total league titles that we've actually won. Oh, you know how you. some clubs pride themselves on saying that they're the world's biggest club and they've won the most of our trophies when it's quite clearly a lie. God. It's and like, 
Kev, it's not to do many, that really, is can it? Can anybody it's... tell me how many League Cups we've won? 20 odds. No. 30, no, 30 odds, I don't know. Can you tell you? You know, we are not trying to... How many Scottish Cups we've won? Not off the top of my head, Kev. But the thing is, we are not trying to pretend we're something we're not. I know. So, I'm you not know, trying to measure something we've not got either. Exactly. So, uh, essentially, we are still, uh, because we are still the same club, it's not important to us, you know. Uh, when you look, you, know, you can look up uh, the Celtic wiki and find that out in about two seconds, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, but we're not measuring that against anyone else because uh, it's not important. That's not the, uh, that's not how uh, we see ourselves either now or in the future. Uh, and you know, again, because we have that uh, uh, uninterrupted history, uh, it's not something we have a massive inferiority complex about that we constantly have to keep spouting off around. Aye, Mister Whip comes in it because we're one behind them in total. I couldn't even tell you that. Well, I couldn't even. I knew, but I knew it was a couple, and the only reason why I know that's because they keep batting on about it in the media. That's the only reason why I know. If it, yeah. if it wasn't getting spouted about in the media, then I would have no idea. But what's in total? Because you're talking about two separate clubs, so what's in total? I, I think mean, that's, that's, that's like another thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what about Partick Thistle? If you're talking about Glasgow clubs, why don't we add up what Partick Thistle have won and the uh, Rangers runners-up have won? You know, rather than uh, you know the, the the you know Rangers runners up and the Rangers as they were before. Uh, you know, it's just it's a nonsense. They don't. They've only got what, one trophy. You know, is it two? I can't two, remember. Two. Michael Michael Beale thinks they've got all of them. Um, but, you know, they've got two trophies. So, yeah, I don't buy... I completely refuse to buy into this narrative that's a total lie, and we all know it's a lie, but because it's in the papers every day, we feel as if we have to respond to it. The answer to the question is, we, they've got two trophies. How many have we got? Don't know, but I know it's more than two. <laughs> oh, know, superb, John, superb. What we will know how fair we are. <laughs> uh, I can. Uh, I didn't see us foot tripping up at Paisley on Sunday, Paddy, at the Simba Stadium or whatever it's called now. I've got a clue what it's called now. Nah, I, I don't think, I don't think um, Andrews have a mind to, to let his loser focus. He did say the, the players were getting less than 24 hours after to enjoy the cup final, didn't he? He said he was home for eight o'clock and, on Sunday night and the players got a wee bit longer than that and then he was back in training I think they're back in training Monday afternoon or was it Tuesday morning so he's completely focused on the job at hand the players are as well let's be honest the players are, are never meant to kind of take their eye off the ball so um, again it's, it borders on a bit being cocky but nah I don't see us dropping anything at Paisley on, on Will we be in that silver top again John? <laughs> the, the, the camouflage top no one can see it but uh, the, that, those were other fascinating comments by Ange about how important it was to let the players enjoy themselves because otherwise what's the point yeah. you know uh, uh, you know. so I thought that all these comments as usual were spot on um, and uh, you know fair play to the man uh, what a job he's doing uh, and the other really important comments he made during the week, we don't have time to discuss now, but you know, we discussed them yesterday about how long he's going to be here. That was, to me, that was the most important thing he said nearly since he got here. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how I, I think he's integral to the future of the club. And I would love to see the Ange dynasty becoming a reality, as I said last week. And this would be the 
first real, just another building block in the foundations of the Ange dynasty. I'd love to see that happen. I would love to see that happen as well. I will wrap it up for the days, lads. Thank you to the over close to 600, over 600 that have been actually watching live. Roddy McDonald comes in and tells us about the multiverse. In the multiverse, <laughs> in that alternative universe, we beat Firenord 2-1. Well, that would suit me. Yeah, the that old man would have scored in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Drew Mac CFC Tavern Barrisers are still crap multiverse. You would need to have a multi multiverse. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do you agree with that? And Terrace Pat, happy birthday, the blessed yep. Martin O'Neill, who is 71 today. And I had the pleasure to meet him on Saturday night, and he's an utter gentleman. And they say never meet your heroes, but oh, Martin O'Neill was absolutely fantastic. So happy birthday, Mr. O'Neill. I'm sure he's all want to say happy birthday. Oh, uh, happy birthday, <laughs> Have a wee drink for you tonight. I'll phone him. script, Kev. You're going to phone him. I'll phone him later. We're close. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, lads. Dunny be bombs to each other. I'll see you all next week. Hail, hail. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.